the kids at school would call me random. They would call me random because we would have a conversation and they would be talking and I knew where it was going. Yes. Like I knew five lines later because it because of the signals, because I'm studying signals all the time. Yes. And so I would just say the end. Oh. And they would go, that was random. <laughs> Our guest today, I wish to welcome her, is Christine Marie Quigless. Quigless, did I say it right? Yes, yes. Great. And so welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And oh my gosh, what a gift. Beautiful. Getting ready for your show was just a pleasure. So, I mean, the, the, the process, all of it, it was just really well curated. And that means a lot to me. So thank you. I must say you're the first person who has responded to our, you know, two week reminder with such a beautiful, you know, thank you. And I look forward to it. And I, I remember writing you back and just using that word, beautiful, Christine Marie, thank you so much. You know, I really look forward to chatting with you. Hey folks, this is Dr. Joan. Welcome to one more episode of Hey, I'm Listening. This is going to be a wonderful show with a beautiful individual who has such a vibrant personality. So I want you to just, you know, join us, uh, draw close to us and engage with us in this dialogue as we go. So Christine Marie is a transformative keynote speaker, dedicated menstruation expert, holistic life coach, you know, so many wonderful things, and also founder of Sparrow Holistic, who creates profound shifts in menstrual alignment within women through her fierce gentleness framework. I just love that. Um, she uses holistic shifts, non-medical methods to diminish and eventually remove symptoms associated with endometriosis, PMS, PMDD, fibroids and menstrual pain for current menstruators, especially menstruators considering a hysterectomy procedure. Welcome once again, Christine, to our show. I am so excited to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. So our topic for today is really going to center on this. Why menstrual alignment is not optional. Yes. Yeah. Some of us think it's optional. Some of us think that menstrual pain is normal, even in extreme cases. But Christine Marie, you found out that, and through your own painful experience, you found out that this should not be the case. So walk us through your journey and how you discovered what you discovered. Okay. And I just want to say, because the visual came in my head, um, the idea of living without menstrual alignment to me is like a cowboy at a rodeo riding a bucking bronco. Hmm. Okay. Like, and they don't know how to ride it. Right. Okay. That could be the most fun ride. Yes. But instead they're flopping everywhere. <laughs> and the audience is just waiting for them to get kicked off. Yes. Yeah. That is a very extreme version, extreme metaphor for how I feel about menstrual alignment. Um, so the question is, how did I find this? Yeah. What was your journey like? What eventually brought you to this place where, you know, now this is the thing that you talk about. This is the thing that, you know, ah. you are now having folks wake up to. 
Yeah. Um, so it, I always talk about it with two stories. The yeah. first storyline is that when I was in sixth grade, Sister Rose pulled my mother aside and said, technically, your daughter failed sixth grade. And we've decided that she needs to repeat sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I had a D minus, like they passed me, but I didn't pass. Mm-hmm. And my mother said, I don't agree. And they took me to a psychiatrist where I took an IQ test. Mm-hmm. And the IQ test showed that I had a really high IQ. Right. And that IQ score enabled me to enter into a very competitive academic program in a different school system into seventh grade. Wow. And so I knew the whole thing was a conspiracy. I Mm. knew that I was not smart. I had proof. I knew that that paper they showed me was probably a lie. And like this doctor was just being nice. I didn't know why everybody was being so nice to me. And so I knew I was dumb and I struggled with the idea of being in this academic program. And so my mother said, teach what you don't understand, but without the mental available to me. Yes. I know that intellectual is not there. So I started working holistically and that's where the holistic learning and teaching and effecting started. Right. I've been using environment to hack everything in my life. Wow. So yeah. when you say holistic, yes, did that holistic start there and then in the seventh grade? So absolutely, you yes. started discovering, okay, so mom says you have to understand. So you found other ways to understand. Walk me through what this seven grade seven student was thinking. Exactly. So school, I was taught that school is intellectual. You're either smart or you're not. Yeah. Um, you either know what's going on or you don't. And um, I'm sitting there knowing that I'm not smart. Yeah. And so I'm looking for clues and cues. I'm looking at how the teacher asks the questions. I'm looking at how the teacher is saying what they're saying. Yes. What makes them light up? So I'm yes. looking at their, them energetically. Yes. I'm noticing when other students have the answer. I'm noticing what tips the student off. Yes. in the prompt. And so I listened to what that moment was yes. and I wrote that down. Yes. And I, and so then I'm going, oh, so it's that key word. Let me look up that word. Yes. Okay. It's got Greek and ra- Latin roots. Okay. So this word is all of these words. Yes. So I'm constantly, I'm holistic. I honestly think, so when I say holistic, that means spiritual, yes. physical, emotional, intuitive. Yes. I'm not referring to natural holistic, which is like hormone supplements. No, no, no. Understood. And so when you're reading the world in this way, you are creating stories. Yes. Because that's how we stack it, right? We stack the stories and that's what creates the understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I did. And so when I had to teach things to, because my mother said, teach what you don't understand. So I was a teaching fiend. I'm walking around because now I'm not teaching to learn myself. Yes. I know how to learn, but I am watching other people figure it out. Right. And I'm noticing how to hack them. Right. So you're really becoming conscious at this point, right? Because, you know, there's the self-consciousness where you can kind of pay attention to yourself and watch yourself, but rarely 
does someone in the seventh grade begin to look at others and observe them for more than identifying who they are, right? So you're now looking at these individuals as really tools, which is what we call the superconscious, right? So we have subconscious, which is more about that's the soulish eternal part of ourselves. It's very present. So when your grandmother said she's very present, that tells me that you're you're already in that subconscious place of, you know, just knowing self. But then beyond that, you become conscious of your own self. You have this awareness, oh, well, I'm not smart. But then you decide in this wonderful, beautiful, wise way that wisdom and understanding go together. And so you know, it's so much more than a grade on a paper or whatever the case may be. But then you step into the level of the super conscious, which is then the awareness that all of us are connected and all of us have an answer, really. And if I pay attention to you and give you permission to give me the answer, I will have part of the answer. And if I pay attention to person, you know, all the way to A to Z, I have 26 answers that if I now marry with what I already know, then that gives me kind of that complete picture and a wisdom, right? And an understanding of the thing. So that's a pretty um, intelligent being uh, that, you know, is, is like figuring all of this stuff out. Do you have an awareness then? And at what point do you figure out that, hey, I'm really smart? Um, well, as you were talking about this, I think the reason why I could run to the superconscious yes. is because who Christine Marie was, was someone I did not like at all. Mm. Who she was, how she felt, her feelings were so not important to me. Hmm. That I wasn't just observing and going, oh, that's interesting. Oh, I'm going to compare it with myself and see how it feels. No, no. I was just grabbing for everybody else's solution because I was terrified of whatever was going on in here. This I can say now, but as a seventh grader, it was uh, the kids at school would call me random. They would call me random because we would have a conversation and they would be talking and I knew where it was going. Yes. Like I knew five lines later because it because of the signals, because I'm studying signals all the time. Yes. And so I would just say the end. Oh, and they would go, that random. was random. <laughs> and, then like, go, <laughs> and then they get there and they go, oh, random. you had it right. <laughs> but what happened is that I got scared to speak. And so I would literally start writing scripts to fit in because I was so afraid of what was going to come out of my mouth. So I didn't know that any of this was intelligence. To me, this was survival. Yes. And it was, um, it was survival and getting by and just being so afraid because normalcy was so important um, in my town. Yes. And so, oh, thank God. Thank God my mother relented. I begged her for years to go to boarding school. Yes. And my senior year, she let me go finally. And I went to an arts boarding school and I just thrived because I could just be all of myself. Thank right. God. Right. But it's tangent. But the so so it's not that I was so intelligent. It's that to me, 
I had no choice but to go and 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 study the world. Well, isn't that how it goes, though, uh, Christine Marie? Isn't that how it is that when there is a, a hunger and a desperation for something that we become quite creative, right? And we expand yes. out of where we are into the next place, right? So yes. the motivations uh, don't have to be that I love myself kind of motivation and I seek, you know, I seek to understand. Um, it, it, it can be more that other side, you know, I don't fit in, I don't feel smart, I don't feel good or good enough. So let me go searching for, that thing that will make me good enough. I just find it quite phenomenal, though, the way in which you would seek. And and I think that's, that's the thing that's, you know, it gives me hope. Uh, because I think if you can do it, then so many other people can do it. Mm-hmm.